Welcome to I Can Ship It. This is a podcast where we like to dish about strong female characters, women loving women ships, canon and non-canon, and anything else that comes to mind. We're your hosts. I'm Annette. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to episode four. Today we're going to discuss our top five favorite binge-worthy shows. I've got a list of five that are, I consider binge-worthy. Ashley's got a list of five. We've already coordinated because we know that we definitely crossed over in yep. a few of those. And we're going to save one of our common ones for the last because we're highly excited about a reboot that's coming in the later part of the year summer tv is about to start fall tv is ending you know if you're a game of thrones fan that's already over killing eve is over um so yeah there's not that much really out there to watch so why not start binging some shows so um we are kind of the same person so we really did have to coordinate our lists because we had the same, we had three of the five the same shows on this list. So uh, we definitely are twins. It's crazy. It's my, it's my sis from another miss. What am I going to say? It is. So uh, Annette, I'm going to let you take the first one on your list. What you got? All right. First, this show, it is, I'll have to say currently it is my favorite. And it is a Netflix original show created by Liz Feldman, and it's called Dead to Me. It stars Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. And Christina plays a woman named Jen, and then Linda plays Judy. And it starts out as this unlikely friendship. They're basically the odd couple, uh, but they meet in a grief support group. Uh, Jen is there because she lost her husband to a hit and run, and then Judy tells us there in the first episode that she's there due to losing her fiance and when i say it's an odd couple like jen is very angry and very she likes to use the f word quite a bit um mm. she which i mean don't get me wrong i love the f word i don't want to drop it too much here i don't want to offend anybody but trust me i could i could weld a line like she can um and then uh judy linda's character she's this very soft-spoken very almost mousy, very meat type of character. And they, Jen does not like her to begin with. Judy just wants to be her friend. But Jen is angry and just does not want a friend. All she wants is her husband back. And so we follow them for, uh, it's a dark comedy. And we'll actually follow them through, it's 10 episodes, uh, 30 minutes each. So it's a quick watch. And... What we learn in the first episode, everything changes by the last. And I'm not going to give any of this away because I want you all to watch this for yourself. Because this is one of those shows that there's a lot of layers to to it. It's definitely that dark comedy that we talked about. But also, it is a show about grief and how it affects the decisions and every part of your being. When you're going through that, no matter what it is, whether it's, you know, the death of the spouse, the death of a loved one, or just losing somebody in general, it doesn't have to be death because we lose people in all facets of our life. But, you know, grief is something that's common to all of us. And to see the misadventures and the friendship and the <laughs> bond that these two unlikely people form, it's pretty amazing. I will yeah. say that one of my favorite parts of it is how they bond over facts of life reruns yeah and there is an argument over uh whether you know what character they are judy's definitely tootie and um she says that jen is blair 
Of course. But Jen doesn't want to believe that. She wants to be Joe, but trust us. Yeah. Jen's very much a Blair. Totally Blair. Totally, totally Blair. (laughs) And I Uh, think, yeah, I think you watch this. So mm -hmm. what what do you think they need to know about this? Um, Honestly, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, It's definitely a uh, binge-worthy show, for sure, because I knocked it out. I actually knocked it out in a Saturday and Sunday. Me and my sister both watched it in, like, two days. And we watched, like, I think we watched six episodes on Saturday and then rounded out the the last four on a Sunday just before Game of Thrones started. So, uh, good show. Um, It's... You don't necessarily have to follow it. Um, There's... It's not one of those ones that, like, you have to pay super, super close attention to or you're going to miss, like, so much stuff. It's not like that. Um, It's very much a dark comedy, uh, but it's, you know, it's fun to watch as far as, you know, the camaraderie between those two characters um, and just their uh, adventures and misadventures, um, for sure. Uh, But really good. Really, really good. So definitely check it out. It's on Netflix. and uh, Christina Applegate and uh, Linda Carlini are awesome. So, you know, it's going to guarantee that's what drew me in because I saw who they were. And that's like, oh, cool. All right. Well, I'm in. So that's what's going to work for me. So um, so for my number one, I have uh, One Day at a Time. Uh, one Day at a Time, uh, if you are big into social media, if you're on Twitter, that kind of thing, One, one Day at a Time uh, is a show um, that is fighting for its life. Um, right now, Netflix canceled it, but they are trying to get it um, to another network because it's it's definitely needed. Um, it's about this family. It's a single mom, and her mother lives with her. It's about her t- her, her family. It's her two kids. And then they have a Schneider, uh, which is their landlord who lives across <laughs> the hall. He's a great, uh, he's a great character. Uh, he's probably one of my favorites. But this mom is, uh, she's a veteran. And she deals with um, some uh, depression and uh, some other issues. But it's just her life. And she also is a person of color. So um, speaking as a person of color, it's always nice to see um, you know, people of color represented in a positive light. And they definitely do this. Yes, the characters have you know, their issues and everything like that. But that's not the sole focus of the show. I personally would classify it as a dramedy. Um, just because you do have, you know, the the comedic moments, but there are some deeper things that they go over, different topics that they cover um, that are a little more dramatic. But uh, this single mom is just raising her kids in L.A., um, and it's about their family. Um, her daughter is a, um, she comes out as a lesbian, and you get to see that dynamic and how the family deals with that. And, um, you know, the family at, at one point, they're they're very Catholic. And so it's an interesting part of this show that deals with that. Um, and speaking personally, it definitely it touched me a lot um, because I can relate. So uh, it's a great show. You know, it's more comedy than drama. Um, so you definitely you feel good after most of the episodes. Um, and there are three seasons, I believe. Um, yeah. on, uh, on Netflix. So definitely take a look. Um, if you do social media, get on social media. If you like it, get on there, tweet about it. Um, you know, more, more and more people that can get behind it and support it definitely can get it to another network. So this show can continue because it's, it is needed. It's definitely a show that, um, people need to see. So, uh, check out one day at a time. Um, Annette did, I don't know you, I think you watched this too, right? 
Yeah. Oh, I absolutely watched this. It was one of those to where the the second season was getting ready to start. And I was like, you know what? Everybody's talking about it. It seems fun. And I did. It is one of those shows. I grew up on um, the TGIF, you know, mm-hmm. Family Matters and yeah. uh, Full House and all of that. And it's very much that type of feel to it. Yeah. Um, you can watch it with your kids. It's not anything that is going to be obscene or you know you have to censor it and then it has rita moreno i mean come on this woman is a legend and as apulita she is just phenomenal so yeah i mean it's got the great subject matter it's got a killer cast and it's it's just a good fooling show yeah for sure hit him with your number two annette girl number two oh man killing eve I, look, this show is it is an obsession for me. I'm going to be honest with you. I watched season one. Um, season one is available on Hulu. Uh, season two, uh, it will be coming to there. I don't have a date yet. I did look, but I haven't seen a date. But Killing Eve is um, it is centers around the two main characters are Eve Palastri and then Villanelle. And Villanelle is an assassin for hire. And Eve kind of lucks her way into becoming an MI6 agent because she has the first episode sets us up and we see that there has been a murder and they're trying, they've got to, they've gone to MI5 to uh, put the witness in custody to keep them uh, protected. And Eve is kind of like all of us that watch all of our murder shows and documentaries. She's kind of fascinated by this, but she's gone a step further and she has really made it her hobby. And she figures out that all of these seemingly random murders that have been happening to these high profile individuals are actually connected because the connection is none of them are alike. Like they seem random, but that's the connection. And she just tells him, she's like, I think it's a woman. He figures out that these random murders are connected, um, that it is definitely a woman behind it. And so she makes it her mission to find the assassin. And it takes you through its spy. I mean, it's James Bond, but with women. Um, you, It's great locations. My God, it has great writing. The Jodie Comer, who plays Villanelle. And then Sandra O, oh, for anybody that watched Grey's, plays Eve. These two women and their chemistry are insane. Yep. But the actresses themselves, the acting, like, I could watch Jodie Comer play anything all day long. Like, she just becomes everything. Like, she has this ear. She does, I don't know how many languages she speaks in the show, but she can speak every one of them perfectly. Dialect and all. Um, but, you know, we're... And it's short. There's, what, eight episodes a season. So the first eight, Hulu, binge them out. You can watch it. It's a BBC America show. But this is that show that it is just, it, it's taken over everything for yeah. for me. Like, oh yeah, everything I want to do is watch. Just like, look, it's honestly, it's the only show I, I watch live. And I know for a fact you watch it, Ashley. Oh. Because no, <laughs> we have watched together. <laughs> so what else should they know about this should they um, know about our favorite two assassin and hunter here um i mean again you hit the nail on the head um the the show the writing the acting 
um, the locales, like the places that they travel to in the show essentially become characters themselves. Like they actually do these on location. So it's not some soundstage, you know, in Georgia or something um, that they make to look like Rome. Like, no, it's actually Rome. Like, but Villanelle has, she reminds you so much of a character, uh, of Root. (laughs) She, she's, she is so much like Root in the sense of she uses her feminine wiles, as you would say, um, mm-hmm. to distract before she strikes. But then her dynamic that she has with Sandra O's character Eve, she flirts all the time. Like, yeah. And she does this. At the most know, awkward times. Yes. And she does this like flirting, but it's like. You know it's flirting. You can't really tell if she's serious or not, but you kind of in the in your heart of hearts know she's serious. But then she has that dangerous element about her where you just don't know. She's so unpredictable. You don't know what the hell she's going to do. And there's so many fun little things in the show where you're just like, wait, what just happened? Um, so if you follow me on Twitter, there is a video that I, I took of me and Annette watching Episode one of Killing Eve, um, we were at Clexicon this year. And if you want to see a genuine reaction to a WTF moment in Killing Eve, go watch that video. Um, I will definitely repost it so people can see it again because, A, it's hilarious watching an S reaction. But you can really genuinely shock. Yeah, you can genuinely see that she is definitely shocked at what she just saw on the TV. So, um, Killing Eve, it, it did, like, I, got Killing Eve, I binged, I binged all eight in one day. Like, I sat on a Saturday, I got up at, like, nine o'clock in the morning and just knocked them all out. I started, and I was like, well, I don't really know too much about it, I've heard good things, but, you know, whatever, I'll watch it in the morning, maybe take a nap, whatever. Nope, no nap, went straight through, nine o'clock, (laughs) It was basically about 9 p.m. is when I finally emerged from my room to get food and, like, actually be somewhat, you know, human for the day. Um, but it's it's such a, such a great show, um, and y- you got to get on it. It's Killing Eve. is It leaves you speechless. Just like watch it. Yeah, just watch it. Just watch the show. Um, yeah, look. Even there's women that I work with that they are obsessed with this show. Like they have to watch it as well. Like my season one DVD, you have no idea how many people like I should be charging a fee for everybody to rent this thing. Running around but like blockbuster. I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, here, you watch it now. You watch it now. And all of them are on board. So it's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. I mean, I love that show so much. I went and got the AMC app so I can watch it early. <laughs> watch it. Binge it, enjoy it, love it, do it. <laughs> so, um, all right. So for my number two, I have Sense8. Sense8 is on Netflix. Um, it is a Netflix original series, uh, just like uh, One Day at a Time. Um, Sense8 is, if you love The Matrix, V for Vendetta, it's done by the Wachowskis. Um, and it's such a smart show. It's it's. It's kind of sci-fi. If you're not into sci-fi, you might not get too, too much into it. But if you can kind of ignore that aspect of it and just watch the show, just watch it as it is, um, then it's definitely enjoyable. Sensei is about these um, eight characters, uh, main characters, who all share an ability to basically become 
whatever part of their group, the the eight, the group of eight, they want to be. So there's there's a cop, there's a pharmacist, there's um, a uh, criminal, there's a variety of different you know lives that are interconnected. And you follow this group and, you know, first season, they're trying to figure things out. They don't know what's happening to them. Second season, they know what's going on. Um, but now they're trying to figure out, you know, why they have the powers and why people want to control them. Um, there's a bad guy, his name is Whispers. He's trying to get rid of them um, because he believes that, you know, no human should have the ability to, you know, basically become anybody they want to it's too much power so they're hunting they're being hunted um and so season two talks about that and it goes to different parts of their lives and each character has an individual story that at some point another one of the clusters what they're called one of the cluster um they're kind of going through the same thing and so they show up um it's the cinematography on it is phenomenal like killing eve um, the locales are amazing. They shoot on site, so the locations become a character as well. Um, there's a movie. The, the series was canceled. Um, you're going to find a lot of the shows on my list were canceled, um, but the, <laughs> the series was canceled um, by Netflix, and they did a it was like two-and-a-half-hour wrap-up movie. Um, so there's two seasons um, on Netflix, and then they have this wrap-up movie um, at the end, that it ties things up pretty pretty nicely. Would have liked the third season, but hey, they at least gave us that. Um, but you can knock it out pretty quick. I think the uh, first season is ten episodes. Season two, I believe, is also ten episodes. Um, technically thirteen if you count the two and a half hour movie. Um, but there's one episode. It's like a Christmas episode. It actually came out around Christmas. I watch it every Christmas now. Um, it's a part of my my movie list for Christmas movies because um, it is a pretty good Christmas episode. But um, there's just the representation, such positive res- representation in that um, series. You know, there is, you know, trans representation. Um, there's uh, interracial relationships, interracial queer relationships. Um, there's just it, it's and it's positive. It's such a positive outlook on you know what people's lives really are it's not that garbage that you see on tv all the time that you know there's no positive representation no it really is truly positive um and it's just it's such a joy to watch uh it some of the episodes will leave you on the edge of your seat um so it is kind of a thrill ride at times um but it's it's an awesome show check it out watch it um binge it enjoy it no sensei i have not watched it so i can't comment to it but everything i've heard about it has been great uh several people's like you've got to watch it but you know like most people we, i have a limited amount of time to watch tv mm-hmm. and to be honest with you i like i like to re-watch shows um Me too. matter of fact and uh actually number three on my list is a show that oh god i have re-watched the show so many times and it's one of those that doesn't matter what kind of mood i'm in if i don't I'll be like, you know what? I should go watch maybe Sense8 or something new. But I usually always come back to this one. And it is Winona Earp. Yeah. <laughs> and this show, I'm just going to be honest with you. This show had me from jump. Yep. I was sold on it first episode. So a little bit about the show. Winona is the uh, what, great-great-granddaughter of 
Wyatt Earp. Yes, that Wyatt Earp. Um, and she has a demon killing gun because all of the outlaws that Wyatt put down with Peacemaker, which was his uh, gun, um, there's a curse that has been placed up on the Earp family. And it goes to what they call the Earp heir upon their 27th birthday to put down these outlaws. And these outlaws up on a new heir taking up the gun they resurrect is what we know as revenants. So it is a little sci-fi. It is on sci-fi. Um, it's when it airs. Um, there's seasons one, two on Netflix right now. What she's done, she has inherited the curse. So she is taking on the curse. She is now becoming the heir. And she has actually, they are in a town called Purgatory. And Winona has been gone because she wanted nothing to do with it. And as we find out in what we see is the first episode, um, demons haunted her entire life as a child and she had left but her uncle she has come back now because her uncle has died and of course everybody says it's a heart attack and she knows that a demon had something to do with this and she knows that it's starting again because she's about to have her 27th birthday matter of fact that first episode she's hit 27 so it's now her turn to pick up that gun and so now these 77 are going to resurrect and she's going to have to put them down the show becomes less about the sci-fi and the, um, you know, demons. Um, and it comes more about the relationships of the characters. So you've got Winona. And when I say I like my heroes flawed, Winona is exactly what I like about my heroes being flawed. Yep. Like, yep. She, preach. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she is everything. She is the one that she would rather be anywhere else, being able to live her own life. But you know what? To protect the people she loves, she's had to come back. And the people she loves is her little sister. I mean, that is it. So you've got Winona. You've got her little sister, Waverly. Um, we meet Doc Holliday through the course of it. And there's a lot of characters that come in. And we'll talk more about this. We've got a Winona-centric episode coming up. But this is just one of those shows that, you know... It's set in the sci-fi world, and you see all of these, you know, magical or demon-esque creatures or whatever. But you learn more about, personally, yourself, your own demons, and how they manifest. Um, so if you can get past the sci-fi of it, this is one of those shows that where you just need to watch it. Because you give it a couple episodes, and you'll be like, oh, okay, this isn't what I thought it would be. And by the time you get into season three, it's definitely not what you thought it would be. Um, we are currently fighting to get our season four right now it was picked up for season four and we did find out a season five but um apparently the money's not there to make it from idw so erpers have been hitting it up like crazy because that is one thing you know fight like an erper they can do that um and ashley i know for sure watches this because we've discussed how winona is yeah she is our jam she is exactly why we watch the show Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely a great binge-worthy show. I actually discovered Winona Earp on Netflix. Um, I didn't know anything about the show. I don't have cable, so a lot of stuff. I wasn't on Twitter. So a lot of things I just kind of stumbled upon um, before I, before I, you know, emerged onto the social media sphere. But um, so a lot of stuff I just kind of stumbled on. And Winona Earp was one of those things because I watch a lot of sci-fi and different things. So Netflix suggested that I watch the show. And I was like, well, what the hell is this? So 
So I clicked on it and I was like, well, I ain't got nothing else to do, so mine as well. But then I started reading the the um, description and who the director was. It was Emily Andrus, and I used to watch Lost Girl. So I was like, all right, I loved Lost Girl. I'm going to give this a shot. And I love Canadian TV. Like, honestly, Canadian TV is like some of the best TV that you'll watch. Like, so unfortunately, sometimes you got to watch it bootleg. Not saying you should, but it happens. Um, but when it does get on Netflix and different things like that, definitely check out some Canadian TV. They 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 can do some pretty good work up there. But so I was like, all right, well, I love Canadian shows. I love Emily Andrus. Let's give it a shot. Started watching it and just fell in love with it. Um, with watching the show, the show is amazing. Um, the characters, there's just such a, a developed cast of characters on the show that you can identify like you literally can identify with either all of them in some aspect or you're at least going to have at least one um you know Winona I loved Winona because she reminded me of like you know what if Buffy the Vampire Slayer were out now and on HBO this would be Winona <laughs> like that's how Winona is um she's very brash she's very in your face you either accept me for who I am or you're sorry f-bomb get the fuck out of here like that's mm-hmm. that's her mentality and it's so refreshing to see that because you know we live in a world where female representation of being strong is very is lacking it's getting better you know but it is lacking in some aspects so seeing it is very refreshing and you can identify with that and you feel yeah like you know what i i get that that strength i feel like i can pull that strength from you know winona and use it in my own life um, but the villains in the show, Bobo Del Rey, y'all, Bobo Del Rey, I mean, dude is awesome, I love him as a villain, um, there's some other villains that pop up, uh, the, the widows that pop up, they're pretty cool, um, you know, sci-fi aside, if you liked Buffy, if you liked Lost Girl, if you've seen it, um, Xena, if you liked Xena, again, aging ourselves, but if you liked Xena, You'll like, you'll like White on Earth. Like, if you like the strength that Xena had in her characters and, like, the female characters in that show, you will like White on Earth. Um, there's some shippy goodness in White on Earth in the form of Way Hot. Um, that representation is amazing. Um, we'll get into that in some later episodes, but uh, White on Earth, for sure. If you don't take away anything else on this list, watch. Definitely Winona. watch White on Earth. If you our show back on the air it's not just a show it's a part of a lot of people's lives we want to get it back on the air we deserve to have it back on the air so tweet up a storm tell your friends facebook instagram whatever so we can get our show back so you can get some more amazing content um season three isn't up on netflix yet that's another reason why go to netflix watch seasons one and two five star that shit so that way netflix can see you know what we need to netflix yeah, we need to we need to get season three up so these people can watch it. Oh, I said just uh, go to, you know tweet Netflix, tell them hey, where's season three? I've got one and two. I'm ready for three. Yeah, exactly. Tweet up Storm. We need to get this back on the air. We need to get season three on Netflix. Um, you can get some episodes of season th- of season three on Sci-Fi's um, app, uh, but it would be nice to be able to binge all three seasons together. Um, but excellent choice in it. Absolutely excellent choice. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> so, um, my number three is it's actually a web series. Um, it's called Carmilla. 
and it is about a yes. <laughs> it is about a 18 year old uh, college freshman who goes to school abroad um, in Austria, and she f- basically does like a uh, her own kind of like you know I guess what do you call it a vlog. Um, I'm yeah, not, it's a vlog. I'm not. I'm not up on the the, the newfangled lingo lingo the kids are saying, but. Uh, this vlog that she does and um, the first episode opens and you're introduced to uh, you know Perry and Laugh and you know Kirsch and everybody and all the different characters you'll come across Um, and her roommate her name is Betty she gets kidnapped she disappears and Laura the main character is like well that's crazy like nobody's trying to find my roommate what's going on so she starts to investigate the disappearances of girls on campus well while she's trying to do that she gets a roommate and her roommate's name is Carmilla well you eventually find out that Carmilla is a vampire she's been alive for like 300 years um and so the show is mainly about them trying to figure out the mystery of these missing girls and the relationship between Carmilla and Laura um, it's really, really great. Um, the episodes are only like, I don't know, like five minutes long. They're not even five minutes. Um, there's three seasons. Oh, yeah. I've watched all the seasons in one day when I watched yeah. it. Absolutely. It's easy yeah. to watch. Super easy to watch. Um, it's on YouTube. Kind of TV is the, um, YouTube page where you can watch all three seasons for free. Um, and also they have a movie, the Carmilla movie. Um, it's, I think it's $10 to buy online. Um, you can, I think, either it's iTunes actually. iTunes, you can rent it um, on iTunes. Uh, I don't think you can rent it on Google Play Store, uh, but iTunes, you definitely can. Um, but you know, buy it. It's ten dollars. Buy it. It supports a great um, production company. Um, I actually met the director at Clexicon the first year I went in 2018. Um, I met her. Uh, in passing, she was just walking around, you know, kind of enjoying the con. And I recognized her from a behind the scenes um, video when I introduced myself and super nice, just talented, like the cinematography on is very interesting concept. Um, you get to see it progress over the years. Um, but it's a great show. And the movie, uh, the movie was awesome, too. The movie also has um, uh, a actress from White on Earp is also in the movie. So you get kind of get that cross-contamination there um, if you become a fan of Wyanona Herb. So uh, great series. You know, it's free to watch, which is always awesome. Um, but you can find it on YouTube. Uh, definitely check it out. Yeah, watch Carmilla. Like, it is. It is an easy watch. It's a fun watch. Like, it's, you know, it's a single-camera thing. Um, it's literally just most of it is, like, Laura sitting there in front of her laptop with her webcam, you know, doing these vlogs. And then you see everything that's kind of going on in the background. Um, so it's not it's not something you got to invest a lot of time in. And it's good. It's fun. You can watch all three seasons. It's about the length of a movie. And, you know, like Ashley said, watch the movie. Um, I could tell you to watch the series first. I really don't think it matters which order you watch them in. Mm-hmm. But you will get more of the history if you watch the series before you watch the movie. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a great little watch and it's fun. And you know what? I've, you know, like Ashley's had the opportunity to meet the creator. Uh, I met Natasha and uh, Elise, the two that play the the main two characters, Laura and Carmilla there. And they are some precious people. And they're also uh, queer as well. As well. Um, so 
Natasha being pansexual and Elise being bisexual. So, you know, support some of our own. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely check it out, guys. Uh, it's worth your time, for sure. Oh, what's number four on your list? All right. Number four. Um, and it is Lucifer. Uh, Lucifer was actually on Fox to begin with, and it got canceled. And there was this whole big campaign, and Netflix picked it up to do, um, I believe it is, what, season five? Four. Um, it's, it's four. All right, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm only watching it. I'm in the middle of season two. I pretty much binged the first season in a day and a half. Like, I was shocked how much I love this show. And by the title, Lucifer, yep, it definitely has to do with the devil. But the thing that I really like about this is it's not the common theme of what we mm -hmm. think we know about the devil. Yeah, It's not, you know, it's not the fire and brimstone. It's not the dragging you to hell and the torturing you. Um, Lucifer has actually left hell and he has brought his, uh, well, how would we describe Maze? Maze is his protector. That's, that's uh, his right yeah, his hand. Guardian. That's, his, that's his right hand woman. Yeah, so it's Lucifer and Maze. They've left hell um, because he he was bored with it. Uh, he had been sent there by God because that's where he was punished. So it does. It, it follows along with a lot of the biblical stuff and then deviates from what we have been told. Um, but he um, leaves there, comes to Earth, and he's actually running a nightclub in Los Angeles. Well, what happens is... You know, Lucifer is all about a good time and just, you know, living his life, doing what he can. He has no intentions of going back to hell, um, even though his brother Amenadil is trying to convince him of that. But what happens is he meets one Chloe Decker and Chloe is a detective for the LAPD. And Lucifer and Chloe, I'm just going to be honest with you, this might be the only hetero ship that I talk about on here. But <laughs> I need Lucifer and Chloe to get together. And like I said, oh I'm only into season two. But the way these two actors play off of each other is great. He becomes a civilian consultant uh, for the LAPD because being the devil, he can charm people. He has the ability to just look at them and know what their desire is. But I like how this really turns... As someone who grew up in the church, like I like how this um, takes what we thought we knew about the devil or Lucifer or anything you want to call him, Satan, and just turns it on its head and makes us think, you know what? Not that not that Satan's not a bad dude, but it's <laughs> what do we really know? And um, you know, he puts forth. He says, "Well, you know, everyone has their ability to make their own decisions." And so I was just doing my job. I was the one that was cast out of heaven. And so he, he definitely has some daddy issues For that sure. he's dealing with. And um, he's got some mommy issues, too. When we meet his, oh when he, we meet goddess, when we meet his mother, there's some definite mommy issues. But no, um, it's just how, you know, watching Lucifer and Chloe interact and how their relationship has progressed. And like I said, it's one of those that it's just, it's a fun watch. But it also can make you think. And the music in this thing. I love the music. I'm a music person anyway. And it doesn't matter what scene it is. If there's a song that plays, it's perfect for that. And 
Lucifer himself plays the piano and plays it amazingly. So a lot of the music is him sitting there, you know, playing, doing these songs or whatever. And it's just, it's a fun watch. So oh, yeah, for sure. I, um, I know you're ahead of me in this binge. <laughs> so what have you got for him? Yeah, I'm on like, I'm on episode eight of season four. So I, I got through it real fast. I just, I've been watching an episode or two every day uh, since I started watching it. So I'm definitely way ahead of you. Um, Lucifer, actually, he does. He sings and plays piano. So I'm assuming you haven't seen him sing yet. Um, but he does sing, too. And it's actually Tom Ellis, who's the actor. That's actually his voice, which is awesome. So, mm-hmm. um, But uh, the show is is really good. It's definitely a different take on the devil. Um, you know, you see the title Lucifer. Like, I avoided it. When it was on TV, I thought it was about. Oh, I did, too. You know, so I was like, oh, nope. Not gonna happen. Um, I was and like, then, can't bring it into my house. Exactly. I'm not putting that in. I'm not putting that in my spirit. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> but um, so I actually from Clexicon 2019, uh, Leslie Ann Brandt was a uh, guest um, at Clexicon, and I was like, I don't know who you are. Um, you know, so I started looking around, and and they're like, oh, it's, she's from Lucifer, and I was like, oh, okay. And I I remember seeing the campaign for saving the show and Netflix picking it up and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, all right, well, let me read an excerpt and see exactly what this is about because, I mean, like, let's be real, nobody's gonna watch a show about the devil, like, not that many people, not enough to try to save a show or whatever. Right. You know, it, that you're not going to get that kind of following with that kind of, you know, topic. So I was like, all right, there's got to be something I'm missing. So I, you know, looked at a, I think Wikipedia or something like that, um, and read an excerpt of it. I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And then I was talking to Annette. She's like, yeah, I'm about to start that show too. Um, so I was like, all right, well, I'll give it a shot. And fell in love with the characters immediately. Lucifer is hilarious. Um so is Maze. Like Maze is is my favorite character because she's just just a hot mess. <laughs> Maze is great. Um, but uh, and I love uh, there's a doctor, uh, psychologist or psychiatrist. Um, <laughs> Lucifer has therapy. Linda, uh, Doctor Linda is amazing too. Um, her relationship with Maze is really great. Uh, definitely a binge worthy show. Um, you know it it's you you don't have to necessarily follow it, but you kind of have to keep a little bit more of an eye on it because it does dip a lot into the overall plot in almost every episode so you kind of have to pay a little bit more attention to it you can't really just let it play in the background um they do you know a crime of the week every week but underneath that there is some you know main plot stuff that happens so you just have to kind of um you know watch it but if you enjoy the show it's you know you, you'll figure out the formula and you'll know what you need to do but super great um i i am enjoying it i'm sad it's about to be over i have two more episodes which i'll probably finish tonight um so you know we'll see how it ends and hopefully they'll get a season five uh, season four so far um it's been really good uh so well here's you know fingers crossed for season five on that but you got four seasons complete seasons on netflix check it out um and uh, give it a watch and let us know we do have comments so let us know in the comments with uh if you liked it or whatever so um you know a good choice annette i approve um my number four would have to be of course one of us was gonna have it person of interest five seasons <laughs> super binge worthy show great characters I mean, Root and Shock, those are our booze. So, you know, we definitely, I'm super biased. Watch it, watch it, watch it. 
Um, it's an amazing show. The show itself is really good. It's filmed very well. Um, the characters, like all the main characters, even Harold, you will actually care for. I mean, I only care for Harold just a smidge, like in the context of the yeah. show. Just, just much here it. and there. It just yeah. depends. It on just the day depends for me exactly. with Harold. Sarah Shahi, I will watch anything that woman is in. So I was immediately anything. drawn to the show. Um, but uh, it's about an eccentric billionaire who creates a um, AI. There is a secondary targets list um, that gets discarded. The government doesn't care because it's about regular people. Um, and so he and a former CIA operative um, try to prevent this um, irrelevant list is what it's called from uh, these people getting killed or preventing them from killing somebody. And then also dealing with the fact that they are on the run from the government, from other entities. Um, so it's really good. Um, there's just some so many amazing episodes. The character development is phenomenal. Um, another person who I will watch um, them in just about anything. Taraji P. Henson. Y'all, I love me some Taraji. <laughs> you badmouth Taraji, I will cut you. So I love Taraji P. Henson. She's in there. Um, Jim Caviezel, a.k.a. JC, a.k.a. Jesus from Passion of the Christ. He's in there. <laughs> That's um, him. But uh, just in a, a remarkable, phenomenal show. Can't say more good things about it. Um, Annette's probably just going to repeat everything I just said because we're on the same page like that. But Annette, give him your two cents. Yeah. Um, ditto on everything she said. But uh, we can't forget Bear, the no dog. Bear. Let's face it now. Bear is um, not only is he our favorite part, he's probably Root and Shaw's favorite part as well. True. Uh, but yeah, no, it is. It is just absolutely. It's it's this, you know, it's. We all know the government spies on us. I mean, let's let's pay attention. What do, our phone will give us, you know, these random ads for things that we haven't even said. Like I sometimes I think they read our minds, but um, yeah, it's any th kind of conspiracy that you could have ever come up with. They've got it going on in here and trying to find the machine, figure out the machine. Um, it is just one of those shows to where you're going to get sucked in and you'll get sucked in hard. And it is very well written. It's very well acted. And um, yeah, it's just watch it. We've already, mm -hmm. you know, if you listen to our first three episodes, we give you a lot more reasons why you should watch it. I mean, if we get started on Root and Shaw, this episode is going to take a way big turn. So, <laughs> you know, we love them. You know how we feel about them. So, yeah, person we'll, of interest, binge it. We'll keep it moving. Okay. Number five on my list is Orphan Black. Um, Orphan Black is another Canadian gem. It was filmed uh, by BBC America. Uh, it's about a character named Sarah Manning, who's played by Tatiana Maslany. She's an amazing actress. Um, and this show definitely confirms that she's phenomenal. Um, Sarah Manning discovers something very interesting about her life um, after she sees a woman get hit by a train. And it's her journey into this rabbit hole of missing information from her childhood and how she grew up and everything i can't give you too much information because it'll spoil it and that first episode you, when i saw it the first time i saw it i was like what oh my god like freaked out 
um, just in the first episode alone. So I can't give you too much information, but it's five seasons. Um, you can get it on Amazon. All five seasons are on, on Amazon. Um, I don't believe it's on the BBC America app anymore, but you can definitely find it on Amazon. It's it's just great. I mean, Tatiana Maslany does such an amazing job. Um, there is positive representation in the show um, that you'll definitely appreciate. And again, those Canadians, man, they know how to make some good TV, maybe because they're under snow for like eight months out of the year. <laughs> you have to have good television. They got to do something. <laughs> but um, they can make some serious shit up there. So definitely check it out. Amazon, five stars all the way. Um, Annette, you, you've watched that, right? Actually, no, I have not. Oh, uh, I've seen. I know, blows everybody's mind. I've seen several of the Casima uh, clips that are out there. So mm-hmm. I am very aware of it. I have just not actually sat down and, you know, powered through the series yet. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. <laughs> wow. Look, I told you, I don't have to. Uh, look, I didn't get into the sci-fi genre, honestly, until Lost Girl. Mm-hmm. And then it was, I didn't have a lot of time to devote right then so it was like you know i'd watch a show here and a show there so and i went pretty much from lost girl the next thing that i became obsessed with was one on herb you know so you know what i usually don't say this but the next time you get the urge to binge winona herb you get one episode of winona herb two episodes of orphan black okay like to wean yourself a little bit so you can watch this show because it's (laughs) phenomenal and i am really upset that you have not seen orphan black like what the hell man god (laughs) freaking kidding me this was the best shows ever made and you haven't watched it get out of here Uh, (laughs) you tell me to leave right now huh get out of here just i can't i can't with you right now i just can't (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry oh wow you learn something new every day people just when you think you know somebody, they just knock you over the side of the head with a nugget you weren't expecting. <laughs> wow. Look, okay. I, sometimes I can surprise you. Look, I've watched some bad TV. I'm not going to lie. So I don't always get to watch all the good shows because I'm very, how do I put this? I get very devoted to actresses or even actors. or And then there's some I have an aversion to. Mm-hmm. I have no problems with anybody on Orphan Black. But there was probably something else on at the same time that, you know, Missy Pegram was probably in that I was having to devote my time to. You know what? <laughs> so. It did It did come on. It started, um, yeah, it started around, I think, like, season three or four of Rookie Blue. So that's probably why. I. You know what? Yeah. I liked Rookie Blue, so I'll give you a pass. It's more of like a, it's a hall pass. It's not a full pass. It's a hall pass. I'll give you a hall pass it's, on the fact that you, you have to give the pass. I, you know, I'll, I'll give you a little bit, but I tell you what, well, the next well, time we do this the list, record, mm-hmm. the next time we Go do ahead. this list, if you have not watched this show, oh my God, the next time I see you, I'm going to thump you in the head. I'm just, I'm going to tell you right now. That's no, the, okay. That's but in my defense and all honesty, Number one on my list, not show, just I'm going to watch it, it, her and everything. Like, this is my, this would be my number one hall pass in a relationship would be Missy Pegram. Like, I don't even care what the woman does. I'm going to watch it. Like, she's everything for me. Okay. Okay. Respect. Respect. We don't even, I, I'm just telling you this. Like, Did you, you watch Van Helsing? No, girl. Hell yeah, I watch Van Helsing. 
I actually like. And that now show. they're gonna reel me back in with, yeah, with Trisha Helfer's gonna be on it. Wait, hold on. What? She's gonna play Dracula. No. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. For real? Uh huh, girl. Yeah, for real. Yes. I told what? Natalie. I said, "How do we keep getting sucked back in?" <laughs> Because they keep pulling shit like that. Because at first, after oops, spoiler alert, y'all, uh, if you don't, if you watch Van Helsing, or if you started watching it and you're not through the most current season, pause it or, re- or excuse me, fast forward this next clip um, because I'm going to spoil this. So I'll wait mm-hmm. a couple seconds. Okay, so at the end of the last season. When they killed her off, I was, first of all, I was like, I was a bullshit kill. But I understood why, because she yeah. was on FBI. But I was like... Yeah, she got her own show. That's I the only like, way I okay. forgive Scarlett being killed, is because yeah. Missy got her own show. Yeah, but I was pissed, though. I was like, really? So y'all introduced her last season to kill her off a season later. But, oh, wait. <sighs> okay, y'all. So, I have an obsession a little bit. With six from Battlestar Galactica, so when I see Trisha in things, I I immediately gravitate to said things. <laughs> um, and she was a wonderful surprise in Lucifer. She's in Lucifer as well. So, um, you know, if you didn't want to check it out before and you like Trisha, check it out now. She's in Lucifer. Um, so she's gonna. Oh my God, that's awesome! I didn't know that. How how I didn't know that. How do you? This is great. This was this wasn't even on our list, but here here came our rant. We went off into a tangent. Trisha and Missy, boom, there we are. Wow. Oh, like I kind of was checked out. I was like, all right, I'm done. Now they done pulled me back in. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Trisha's gonna be Dracula. Oh my god, I cannot wait for that. (laughs) I like the imagination is running so wild right now. Um. You're distracted now. You don't know what to do. Totally distracted. I totally forgot what I was even talking about. Oh, we were talking about Orphan Black. Um, Watch it, Annette. People, watch it. It's amazing. I will. I will. (laughs) All right. So back on back on topic. Um, There is one last one for Annette's top five. We both agree. We kind of fought over it, but I, you know, I digress. I let her have it. Hit him with it, Annette. What's your number five? This show okay we know it some of you may love it i love it ashley loves it it is one of those that some people love to hate and we have not seen it in a decade matter of fact the last episode was march 8th 2009 how do i remember because it was two days after my 29th birthday okay so (laughs) it is l word the l word the reason you need to binge this first of all it's a fucking great show. True. The second reason is we are getting a reboot in the fall of eight episodes. Hello. And Leisha Haley, Alice Piazeki, uh, Jennifer Bills, everybody's favorite Bet Porter. And oh then uh, Kate Minning, everybody, every girl's dream at one point, Shane. Well, except mine. I mean, I was a Dana and a Carmen and a Bet girl. Yeah, I wasn't but, a Shane fan either. I mean, not in that sense of it, but yeah, continue. No. So those three ladies are at the helm and they will not do us wrong. I have every faith in this. And we the binge needs to come because it's an older show. Look, some of us watched it in real time. Um, there's some that haven't seen it. And a lot of people, they don't want to watch it because 
they're going to see it in they're going to watch it in a 2019 lens but what they need to do is watch it in you know it started 2004 so go back and think of what you know what kind of lens was happening then you know where were we in the world where were we in the fight for lgbtq rights and then you know kind of watch it from that perspective and just see yeah it had its problems trust me they didn't treat all the characters great but watch it and then watch it then and judge it for what it was at that moment instead of what it should be in this moment and the reason for the binge other than i just fucking love this show um I'm going to recommend it is on Netflix. It is on Hulu. If that's how you have to access it, go for it. But if you can get your hands on the DVDs, do that because all of the original music that is, that's how I discovered music a lot back in, you know, when it was airing was what was being played on the L word. And, um, you Mm -hmm. know, and so this show, if you don't know, is about a group of, west hollywood lesbians and is is their dynamic but literally you you follow this group of friends and it is very much to me a soap opera and like in the realm of i don't know if you remember any of these like dynasty knots landing falcon crest those nighttime soaps that came on oh girl please i was way too young (laughs) (laughs) too young i'm older than you um but uh it, it's a, it was definitely a nighttime soap. And matter of fact, even though it was focused on this group of lesbians, there's a lot of straight people that watch this show. Mm-hmm. I will tell you right now, I have a twin sister. She loved this show. Absolutely loved this show. Without a doubt, she can still tell you who all the characters are. Um, matter of fact, Sarah Shahi, who we've talked about for Person of Interest with Shaw, she was on L Word. And she came in. She wasn't part of the original. So, you know, she came in as a love interest. To this day, my sister will see her pop up in a show and I'll get text messages from her. She's like, yo, I'm watching the show. Carmen's on it. You make sure you're in it. You know, so <laughs> so even sis knows. But yeah, it's just for me, I am so love this. And I do see it through rose colored glasses. I won't lie, because when I started watching L Word, I was not out like at all. Like, I can remember, I watched it by myself, did not tell anybody I watched it, and as the show progressed, I did too, and, you know, I came out with the L word, like, it was the reason that I was able to make that transition into being out, and I am so grateful for that, Um, you know, so here I was, beginning of the show, watching it by myself and by the end you know we're hosting i'm hosting l word party so we can watch this thing together we would float it would be a group of us about 15 of us and we would float the house every sunday night so we could watch the l word oh yeah um, like l word parties like yeah. that was like some of the most fun um because like i was in so when the show went off the air i was in college um i was about to graduate from college actually um, I had a no, I had another year year left. Um, but we would have L word parties like in our dorms. Like we would, uh, sorry, 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 Showtime, but we would get bootleg copies of it, and we'd hover around somebody's laptop. Whoever had like the big honking, you know, Mac laptop, the Airbook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had the larger screens, so we would hover around the screen and we would watch the L word on Sunday nights. Um, and then I worked with the basketball team and uh, we'd be on the road sometimes and we'd be like, all right, guys, 
all right, we got to meet in so-and-so's room at, you know, seven o'clock or whatever, because we'd have to get the, the bootleg. So we'd like meet up somebody's room and we all be in there watching the L word. And, um, you know, that show, you know, people have their problems with it. Is it perfect? No, nothing is. But the, that show did so much for so many people. Um, I mean, even for me, it helped me realize a lot of things about my life and, you know, and bisexuality. So, um, it definitely has a special place in a lot of people's hearts. Um, totally binge watch it. And again, like I didn't know, matter of fact, I didn't even know or even think about it that the L word, you couldn't get the same original music. I haven't watched it in so long, but you can't get the original music on like Netflix or whatever. Um, cause like on my playlist right now, on my Spotify right now, I have, Corey Lee, the naughty song from the L Word uh-huh. season three soundtrack. You know what song I'm talking about. That is the hottest <laughs> song ever, especially if you've seen this YouTube video. But um, yeah, I mean, the music on there is phenomenal. Um, you know, Jennifer Beals. Oh, Jennifer Beals, Lord Jesus. Um, she, oh my goodness, I can't that even talk. Like, the power suits that Bette Porter wore. Oh, oh my God. You want to talk about a woman that can suit up? Right. Bet Porter. I'm telling you, it it mattered. She was always dressed, I mean, to a T, perfection. And the woman, I'm just going to say it, she used fuck like it was hello. Mm -hmm. Like that was her word. She knew how to use it and she was proud to use it. And Mm -hmm. she would let them know. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bet Porter, um, Oh my god, just she the <laughs> behind you can't like, even talk. You're so I messed really can't. up right now. I really can't because like I, I'm a very visual person. So when I start talking about certain things, like I start getting basically like a slideshow in my brain. And so I'm just, you know, I'm like, oh, season one, but season two, but you know, this just a slideshow of, of different mm-hmm. things. But um Bet is just oh my god, them suits, man. I know, right? Um, but yes, L word. Freaking watch it, people. Like power suits, power lesbians. Um, Jane Lynch shows up in the show, y'all. Like that's she who was. I, that's how I found she out is, she is, who she was. She is a lawyer. Yeah, Jane Lynch. Um, you know, you got Sybil Shepherd that pops up in in L word, and there's so many people that you've probably seen over the years. And you know what? If you're on the younger side of the spectrum here, watch it. I mean, like like Annette said, like it was filmed in two thousand four, so you know the the style, the the cinematography, all of that is gonna be dated. I mean, it's been a few years, but mm-hmm. you know, if you watch it with that in mind, so well, you yeah, know, go into and, it with that. For you sure. know, our language has changed so much. Like you know, um, we we now speak more openly and know more about trans characters or trans people in general. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you, the original one, trans characters, there we had one, Max, was not treated great at all. Kind of treated yeah. like trash. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that that was, that was not okay by any means. Yeah. But I was just wondering if they had gotten ahead of themselves trying to push something and mm-hmm. just, you know, bombed it. But, yeah. you know, I do know with the reboot coming... There will be two trans male characters on the show, and they will actually be played by trans actors. Yeah. I so, mean, that's, you that, know, that is a step progress. in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
when you watch older stuff, you have to go into it like that. I mean, there's so much that can be offensive, you know, but if you go in, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing that there's certain things about it that aren't going to be, you know, what we consider PC now, um, that weren't back or weren't a, a thing back then, then you just have to kind of, you know, look over it. I mean, I do that a lot with a lot of older movies and TV shows, you know, because I'm African-American. Like, there's a lot of stuff where it wasn't handled very, very well. And I have to kind of look over it. Does it upset me a little bit? It does. But, you know, overall, if it's an overall good series or movie or whatever, I don't gloss over it. But I just kind of like, all right, I know the time. I know the era it's in. It's not right. But, you know, there's still something I can get out of it. And, you know, there's still it's still beneficial to me as far as entertainment aspect goes. So go into it like that. Um, You know, with with the L word, um, the new season coming out in the fall, we know it's in good hands. Um, We actually got to meet one of the the showrunners, really, um, at Klexicon. Mm -hmm. Um, She was so awesome. And, um, you know, Annette, tell them a little bit about our, our adventure that day. Yeah. Uh, so Regina Hicks actually came and she was on a panel on the Sunday afternoon, the last day there, of, or Sunday morning, actually, of uh, Klexicon. And um, she's done several shows. She's got a lot in her bag. But, you know, of course, us being some Uber L Word fans, like most everybody that was at the convention, uh, we definitely wanted to go and see her. And wanted to say hi and say thank you for, you know, putting some time and effort into bringing this back. And she is very active on Twitter. Regina is. And she's been very engaging um, as far as uh, asking questions to the fans. Um, Just LGBTQ, whether they watch the original one or they're just excited about the reboot. Um, They've, you know, gathered a writer's room that is very reflective of the queer community. Um, You know, she said what she said there's not a straight white male among them i think is what she said Mm -hmm. i may have misquoted her no that's right um yeah and you know she said that it's a small room but you know they know that they can't do everything in the reboot so they there's no way they're going to have every representation so you may or may not see yourself on this show yeah but what they are going to do to what they have very well and they've put the thought and they've put the respect into it and, you know, like we'd said earlier, Alicia and Jennifer and Kate are going to be on the show and they're going to be overseeing it um, as producers and have taken an active role into making sure that where they misstepped in, you know, the previous iteration that they don't do that with this one. Um, we did actually get to talk to her after the panel and um, she was super cool. Like yeah. they were moving us out of the hall, but um, she was like, hey how about you two just walk with me? So we just walked around the corner and we were talking to her about um, the original. We we're talking to her about the reboot. Um, uh, yeah, but she was super gracious, super, you know, well-received us. She, uh, you know, told us that, Hey, you know, anytime I put those questions out there, she's like, I really, you know, the interaction is great. She said, because what I do is I take those questions into the writer's room and I pull them up and I read your replies. So she said, you know, we're, we're definitely trying to make this something good, make this something that everybody can be proud of. And um, so I've got a lot of high hopes. Oh, yeah, and, me too. Me too. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, it's in good hands, guys. It's I leaving that interaction and that experience um, after meeting her. I was like, we both kind of had that like sigh of relief. And we both looked at each other. And we were like, we're good. Like, she's mm-hmm. got it. She's going to take care of us. Like, 
she's going to just make some amazing stuff and I can't wait to see it. Um, but, uh, I'm excited. Annette, I know you're excited, but, um, that's all we got for y'all today. Um, you know, thank you for sitting through our rant and randomness. Um, you know, it wasn't too, too random today. We got off on some tangents, but that's just how we roll. Uh, we appreciate your, your listening. Um, you know, check out our, our page, uh, we're at anchor.fm backslash I can ship it pod. Um, you go on there. If you want to check out what other platforms you can listen to the pod on, um, they have a list. There's like eight of them on there now. Um, you can listen Google, Spotify, uh, Pocket Cast, whatever works best for you. Take a listen. There's also comments. We would love to hear from people. Um, you know, we are starting this thing out. We want to. We want to know what you guys want to hear. How we're doing. Um, you know, just drop us a line, like, but we want to hear from you. So again, this is I Can Ship It Pod. I'm Ashley. And I'm Annette. And that's our show. Thanks, guys. Thank you.